Welcome to Quantitative Health with your host, Paul Kilgore. Greetings, everyone, and welcome back to Quantitative Health. Today, what I wanted to do is touch base with you on a topic that's going to be very important for us to talk about on several occasions here, and it has to do with this idea around something called oxidative stress, oxidative stress. This word, this phrase, oxidative stress, really refers to a very, very common everyday occurrence in our bodies. It's related to metabolism at the most microscopic level in our bodies, that is, in the cells of our body. Oxidative stress refers to chemical reactions. So if you ever thought that chemistry was not important, now is the time to remember and recognize that every day we have chemistry going on in our bodies that we should be aware of. And the reason I wanted to talk about oxidative stress is that it affects everything in our body from the way the cells work to the next level to the way our organs work and ultimately affects how we live, how we fight off infection, and how we deal with everyday stresses in our environment. And I'll come back to that um, when I talk about exposures in the environment that may be related to oxidative stress. And we'll give a couple really easy examples to understand. So oxidative stress refers to an imbalance. This imbalance occurs when we have chemical reactions going on in our bodies and we end up producing what we call too much or what we refer to as too many free radicals. And I suspect that over the years you may have heard of this term free radical. And I mention free radicals because we're going to come back in future uh, discussions and talk much more about what a free radical looks like and what it does. But for today, what I'd like you to remember is that the free radical actually is a chemical compound. It's composed of very common elements that you've heard of before. For example, oxygen and hydrogen. And who would have thought that this very common element that's everywhere and we really require it to live can actually be sometimes harmful depending on the situation. So remember that a free radical is a combination of oxygen with other elements such as hydrogen. And we're going to come back to examples of free radicals that can be produced in our bodies or are produced in our bodies and can sometimes cause damage to different parts of our body. Okay. It's also worth noting that there are free radicals that are combinations of nitrogen and other compounds. So we're going to come back and talk to you about those as well. But for today, remember the free radical and remember that they play a role in oxidative stress. Now, how does that work? It turns out that in the normal course of events in our bodies, we have a series of proteins. These proteins we call enzymes. Enzymes can often be relatively big proteins, but they play a very, very key role in many functions in our bodies and many organs throughout our system. 
enzymes, in fact, can play a role also in protecting us against free radicals. And we're going to give a couple examples of that a little bit later. But remember that these enzymes are key proteins that we manufacture in our bodies, and they help regulate or remove free radicals as they're being produced by chemical reactions in our body. Okay, now when we think about free radicals, we often associate them with exposures. And when I talk about exposures, I mean things in our environment, things that we eat, things that we uh, inhale. And the best example I can think of, of a exposure that generates free radicals is ultraviolet light. Ultraviolet light can actually generate damage to our DNA, and that actually happens when sun exposure that is containing the ultraviolet wavelengths hits our skin. And when that happens, we know that we can actually change the structure of our DNA, and in fact, it causes disruption of the DNA, direct damage as a result of production of free radicals. These free radicals actually can react with our DNA, and these compounds that I described earlier, for example, that are made up of oxygen and hydrogen, can actually directly chemically react with our DNA as a result of being produced from the ultraviolet light or by the ultraviolet light. Okay, now there's one other exposure that I really want to mention today because it's going to come up in many of our discussions down the road about quantitative health, <clears throat> and that is the effect of cigarette smoking or cigarette smoke. It turns out that cigarette smoke is a very complex collection of compounds, and when we inhale cigarette smoke, we actually know that we're taking into our bodies a number of chemicals that actually can produce free radicals. They do that through the chemical reactions in our body, and when we produce these free radicals, we're creating these new compounds that weren't there before that are these oxygen-hydrogen combinations. You may have heard this term reactive oxygen species, or ROS. So if you want to write something down and remember that, write down reactive oxygen species. The ROS are free radicals. They react with many, many different structures in our bodies. So it can react with cells or parts of cells. It can react with membranes, which are the layers of the cells. It can react directly with the DNA, or sometimes we call that nucleic acid in our cells. And by reacting with these different structures in our bodies at the cellular level, they actually can cause direct damage to our cells. So that's one reason why cigarette smoke is bad. Um, it turns out that the tar in cigarette smoke can also produce free radicals. Now, that's something that we didn't really realize many, many years ago, but now when we caution people against smoking, this is one of the reasons that we can explain to our friends and family, colleagues and coworkers that really the direct effect of cigarette smoking is focused on production of some of these compounds, these free radicals, these reactive oxygen species that can 
cause direct damage to structures in our bodies. So if we're damaging the layer or the membrane of the cells, or if we're damaging the DNA of the cells, this leads to direct damage of the organ. And then ultimately, we get into damage um, of entire systems in our body uh, when different organs have to work together and they can't function properly. This can cause direct damage and uh, actually lead to health conditions, many of which we'll talk about and you've heard of in the past. Okay, now today, this has been a focus on oxidative stress, just a brief introduction. And what I want to talk about in the future is how do we actually quantify or quantitate different levels of oxidative stress? Or is this even possible in ourselves? And what are the indicators of oxidative stress? And how do we lower or how do we minimize levels of oxidative stress to actually preserve our body, preserve our cells, keep them healthy, limit damage to our cell membranes, limit damage to our DNA, and therefore um, live healthier lives. So with that, I'm going to uh, leave you with this idea that reactive oxygen species, free radicals, and oxidative stress all go together and are very important to keep in mind when we talk about quantitative health. All right. Thank you very much.